You know what goes along with horror. Cryptids. And you know what the greatest cryptid ever is? The squonk. You know why? Because it all it does is cry. You want to come see us talk about the crying cryptid? We're going to be in Johnstown, PA at Squonkapalooza, August 26th. You'll be able to meet me, Brett from Dimension Z, Greg of the Dead, and intern Corey. Hello, all you gore fiends and horror hounds. This is Brett from Dimension Z. Joins, I always am, by Greg of the Dead. How you doing, man? Doing good. It's nice, sunny. I'm on the beach. Nothing could go wrong. Oh my god, what's that? It's intern Corey. Yo! What's up, Throbheads? He's a giant, horrible CGI shark thing. That makes no sense. <laughs> it makes all the sense if you don't think about it, Brett. Oh no, there was no thought put into this whatsoever. I'm going to say this was. <laughs> it was mine. I did it. <laughs> All right, so this is probably about the last time I talk on the episode until <laughs> my ratings. So you guys have fun. You go into this, Brett, with a sense of that you're already going to hate it. You lack whimsy, you fancy pants fuck. Look, so I saw Sharktopus in 2010 when it came out. I remember I had a group of friends. We always liked watching the Sci-Fi Channel originals. Most of them were awful, but it was fun, especially with a group. Like, you get together, you watch these things. It was always a great time. I remember enjoying Sharktopus when I saw it, going into this. And you know what? I think it was the company I had with me. It was the fun times, everything like that. I have not seen Sharktopus since 2010. It is 2023. I turned on Sharktopus... And man, did I not have a great time with it, I'm not going to lie. But there are some redeeming things. And I mean, I mean some. If I dug through dirt forever to find the tiniest speck of not even gold, like bronze, I'm like, ah, redeeming. Yeah, that's what we're talking about. This is, like, I'm not going to say this is a great movie. Like, this is some kind of, like, lost. This is definitely a group movie. This is grab a few beers, sit down with some friends, and mystery science theater the crap out of this movie. Like, I enjoy watching it because I, I like this kind of stuff, but this definitely is, this is not a good movie. There's one good thing about this movie. Ralph what? Garman. I saw that. I forgot Ralph Garman was in it. And I was Ralph like, Garman oh, maybe isn't. he'll be our hero. No. No, he all. wasn't. He was not in it very long at all. He's playing a shock jock drinking a lot. I bet that was a stretch for him, wasn't it? <laughs> no wonder why I like him so much. All right. So like we said, Sharktopus from 2010, directed by Declan O'Brien, written by <laughs> Mike McLean and Stephen Niver, uh, mainly produced by Roger Corman is the biggest name attached. So Robert... Roger Corman is a very interesting person, especially in horror and sci-fi and everything. Has some absolute bangers. And then stuff that isn't good a lot of times is still great. It has that Corman factor and everything. But if you notice his career, once we start approaching the end of like the aughts, like once we hit this era, I feel like Roger Corman just starts like, throw my name on it, it'll get some people to watch it. Well, his daughter yeah. did this one with him as well. She does a lot with him, I noticed. This was definitely a just because that that was a selling point by intern Corey was Roger Corman produced it. It's like throwing <laughs> the Roger Corman name on a movie isn't like throwing like Lloyd Kaufman on a movie of like, oh, OK, like trauma that takes it to a new level. You kind of get what you Roger Corman. There's a lot of level to his movies. To be fair, Lloyd has released some not so great. Have you ever seen Blades or Body Hook? No. Hey, B Body Hook is a masterpiece of cinema. I'll hear nothing of the contrary. You know what? You've been looking for a movie I don't like. I didn't like Body Hook. We're doing it next week. <laughs> so, Sharktopus, look, it's, it's self-explanatory what this movie's about. Um, I'm just confused at, like, I'm glad we didn't get too much setup of where this thing came to be and everything. 
I could have used a tiny bit, though. Not... Hey, it's already here. There's already a Sharktopus. Eric Roberts needed money. They don't do the thing, luckily, that, like, Sharknado does, where they lean into, like, we're just making a funny bad movie. No, like, there are parts of this that they seem to be trying to try. Like, they're actually trying to make a movie, but it's a sci-fi channel original movie made for TV, and you put that on the front of it, and I hate it. I'm immediately like, nope, I'm not watching this bullshit. I hate the stupid fucking CGI. It looks so bad. The acting is horrible. It's nothing but bikini women and old drunk men who are at the end of their careers. Like, <laughs> fuck you, movie. I'll say this. There's a difference between making a bad movie on purpose, which I know you say you hate and everything like Sharknado and stuff, and yes. making a ridiculous movie on purpose. And I think a lot of people confuse the two. You can make a ridiculous movie on purpose and still like put in that honest effort and everything. You're like, right. like for example, we brought up Shroma already. So I'll say Poultry Geist is a ridiculous concept from the gut, from the jump. But there's a difference between making a ridiculous movie on purpose and making a bad movie on purpose. And I will say, I think they went into this to make a ridiculous movie. They didn't go in here and say, ah, who cares? They, at least for what they had, tried, albeit I don't know how much effort, but they tried. Poultry Guys Test Heart, this movie has a bloated liver. There's a little heart in that. There. There's a little heart. The main guy is trying, man. I got to give it up for him for trying. He's running around with his shirt undone. He's got the six pack. He thinks he's acting. Yes, he's trying. Hey, that guy can magically appear sombreros from out of nowhere. He's like Bugs Bunny. But no, this, like you said, Sharknado, they, they're like, hey, let's make a bad movie. I don't think they set out with this one saying, hey, let's make a bad movie. I no. think, like Greg said, this was, let's make a ridiculous movie and see where it goes. Let's make a modern day B movie. Yeah. Yeah. This is a modern day B. It's just horrible that modern day in like has to do with horrible CGI and not practical effects, except for little tiny parts where there's all of a sudden a real tentacle that pops out. And a couple times, I think that they have an actual shark animatronic under the water. Like, I'm not sure about that, but I did notice the actual practical tentacle. And you know what looks so much better? Is those tentacles? Dude, you yeah. tell me you couldn't make like a bust of the shark's head and like have some guys like wrapping those things around. And honestly, I can think of maybe one or two scenes that you would had to would have had to shoot differently, and you could have filmed the rest of the movie exactly the same. Exactly. Yeah. You have Bella jump into the lake and flash the you thrash the limbs around, make it look like you're yeah. attacking you. This I would have loved to have seen a practical effects version of this movie. Like the CGI is bad, but to me that's almost part of the charm of it. But no. I can I can see where you're coming from with it too. I I get that. It's just not my charm that I like to go to too much. Is the over CGI'd me because I grew up in this era where everything was so CGI'd and everything. Well, I was. I was just graduating high school when this came out and everything, about to start college. So, like, I was seeing a ton of this kind of stuff. You old people. Hey. Hey! I'm the youngest. Like, you know, for me, you know, growing up in the, in the, like, having actual memory of the later period of the 1900s, you know, I went, for, I saw the transition from practical effect to CG, you know, even just like take a series like Jurassic Park. I saw the first Jurassic Park in theaters with its practical effects and it was amazing. And then I saw the second one in theaters and it wasn't as good. I also remember like 1999 and watching Friday the 13th on VHS in my room, having no idea what Jurassic Park is <laughs> and any of this like things these children are talking about. No, Jason is coming. Dude, I have no idea. Again, no childhood Brett. <laughs> No, sometimes I feel bad for you. No, no. Uh, oh, I missed out on Jurassic Park and the stupid fake dinosaurs. Ugh. I've seen the South first Park. Jurassic Park is an absolute masterpiece, and I will not hear it impugned. I know the Newman that I want. Okay, let's jump into this thing. Get this out of our lives forever, and 
I'll have to spend an extra hour with it, but you guys can be done after this. I'll probably watch it again later this year. Let's record this fucker. So, I'm going to say this too. This movie is a series of the shark attacks people and of two very thin plots woven throughout it, but mainly just the shark attacking people. There's this reporter story and the science crew going after the shark story. Those are the two stories, and they pop up once every ten minutes, these two stories, and the rest is just people on beaches being eaten by sharktopus. Which I'm cool with. Yeah, I didn't mind that, but I'm just legit laying it out. That's the movie. Well, there was a point where I paused the movie. I was like, I have to be like an hour in. It was like half an hour in. I was like, you have, how are they filling another hour of this? Eric Roberts. It starts on a beach, and this girl's going swimming, and a shark starts chasing her. People see the dorsal fin, shark! You know, people running out and everything. And she's about to be eaten by the shark, but the shark is wrapped in CGI tentacles and lifted into the air and eaten by Sharktopus. Right here, um, when she's like, her friend's like, Are you texting again? I'm gonna go swimming! And she goes swimming immediately, like a mile offshore for some reason um and i saw the fin behind her and i was like oh this could be like her boyfriend or something like fucking with her like there's no way that's what they're passing off as the real shark fin no we cut to the cgi shark underwater it's supposed to be real well here's the thing i think that was practical when you saw the dorsal fin and i think it was like one of those toys you can buy that's like the remote control boat with the shark fin because you could see in the water and there was no shark body there's a small base under the fin and just the dorsal fin sticking out that's what i was like at the beginning i was like there's no way this is real oh nope this is what we're getting this is gonna be worse than i thought (laughs) i love that when she tells her friend to stop texting he comes in i'm not going swimming there's fish in there like, what else do you expect to be in there? But right after Sharktopus, S- or S11, gets that shark, it starts going after the girl, but he's wearing this nice fancy collar, and a light on it switches to green, and it swims away. Because you can control the Sharktopus that way. Yes. I mean, it was meant to be a weapon, so it has to be able to be controlled. Is that why they made this? Yeah, that's why they made the Sharktopus. It was supposed to be a weapon for the Navy. let's go on that for a second. It's very thinly explained. But yeah, so their idea is they want this thing to be a living weapon. It can be untraceable. No one will know it's us. It'll just get in there. You know what people are going to notice? If you have the technology to do this, you have the technology to do this to two separate things. You can do this to octopuses. Octopi? Octopuses? Octopi. Or you can... Octopi, or you can do this to sharks, or both. So if you have something where you need it to crawl onto a boat and pull them off, slap the collar on an octopus. If you needed to take down like a little dinghy out there and like eat the people, put it on the shark. By making sharktopus, you have for sure signaled we did this. So it's not this little stealth mission thing that won't be traced back to you. It 100% is, and it's the most impractical fucking thing in the world. I mean, at least they went with the appropriate halves of it. It wasn't like front half octopus, back half shark. That'd be ridiculous. <laughs> just, just a big, like, squishy head. With, a, with, a, behind, with a tail. Getting, like, pulled behind it because the shark's going so strongly. It's like... <laughs> That's when I explain this movie, to I'm like, it's half shark, half octopus. In the halves, you'd expect. But that, that's what they say, because that's their point. And then we cut to this military room with these crooked scientists, man. Dude, what's this guy's name? It's um the actor who plays the main scientist bad guy. That's Eric Roberts. That's Julia Roberts' brother and Emma Roberts' dad. Yes. It's, it's the guy from The Dark Knight, where they're hanging him from the balcony. And he's like, this from this height, it won't kill me. It's like, yeah, but it will hurt you. Two years earlier, 2008, The Dark Knight came out, widely regarded as one of the best superhero movies of all time. Like people who don't like superhero movies know, yeah, The Dark Knight's a masterpiece. This guy was in it. And then two years later, he's in fucking Sharktopus? No fucking Eric, Robert- Eric no fucking- Roberts has had a, an amazingly weird career. 
No fucking wonder his character's chugging whiskey throughout the entire movie. He's legitimately being like, this is the where the fuck I am. Two years ago, I was working with Christopher Nolan. <laughs> and then the mean military men, they're like, so that's the S-11. See that boat right there? Let's see what it can do. Send it after this boat. For no reason. They are not bad guys. It's just two guys out on a boat. But the mean military man says, go after the boat. And uh, Nathan, Dark Knight guy, um, he has his daughter there. What's her name? Nicole. Nicole. She's the pure scientist who's in this for the science. You're still playing God, Nicole. Creating monstrosities that should not exist. Don't act like you're innocent in this matter. She was doing it for the pure science, though. She had noble reasons or something. I don't know. She just doesn't want her dad to call her pumpkin anymore. She's a step <laughs> away from Herbert West. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, it's, it's absolutely just, true. None of the charisma or charm. But they make it go after this boat, and it does. It breaks the boat. The people go in the water. But the propeller of the boat, this super monster you have created basically a, a living nuke with how much destruction this thing can cause. You have a collar. Also, it's designed for water combat to take out boats and everything. The collar on it can simply be cut off with a propeller. I buy a tiny boat. Just a normal, yes. like, two or three people-sized boat with a motor. That's so not not even like a large com like commercial craft. This is like the boat you would see out on. Actually, no, most of the boats out on the Raystown Lake, which is a lake near us, are bigger than this boat. Yes. True. Yes. But it comes off, and now it, well, it damages it. And then S11's like, oh boy, escape time with its tentacles, takes it off the rest of the way, and now S11 is on the loose. Also, they just kind of also make this shark to puss thing like a slasher because sometimes they will just stab people or like yeah. slash their throat. Like it does do some stabbings. Yeah, because the by the way, an octopus is not like this, but shark to puss has basically knives on the end of the tentacles. Do you notice it had spikes coming out of its gills too yes. that served no purpose other than to probably make its breathing very difficult? It yes. just looks cool. It adds spikes to it. It looks too plain. It's Again, like when you see the... Making a ridiculous movie for ridiculous reasons. It's like when you see a big like truck going down the highway and they have those stupid spikes coming out of the tires and everything. It's just like that. Yeah. But on a shark. But... So now the science crew has to go get Sharktopus, and we cut to two ship painters who are painting the side of a boat, and <laughs> they get killed by Sharktopus. I'm going to say that phrase a lot in this episode. <laughs> two Why ship painters talking about the worst ways to die, and then when the one gets wrapped up, oh no, not like this! It's two of the best actors on the planet. It's set up like a sketch comedy, like little sketch of it's just like oh two painters on the side of a boat we're gonna set up this cheap little set and here we go we don't have to move for the entire time is what it looks like and then all of a sudden like they cut to like under the boat when sharktopus is reaching up and grabbing them it looks like the boat's on land oh can we also talk about the physics of sharktopus how sharktopus's size changes depending on the scene and the need because the end <laughs> oh, of the movie spoilers were in that small like river thing it's the size of a regular shark. Slightly large, but like the shark part. Other times, it's like freaking Jaws on steroids. I don't understand the size of the shark. And I'll get to this scene when we get there. Never mind. But just know, they change the size of the shark a lot. Octopi can change their sizes. At one point, it's the size of Godzilla. At one point, it's the size of a regular shark. Yes. Octopi can change their size because they have no bones. Sharks have bones. Well, shark to pusses is oh. shark to pie don't. <laughs> I, I think they actually don't really have bones. They have like in the cartilage. Yeah, yeah. shark. Well, yeah, they're jaws. yeah, but but their bones aren't made of bone. Their bones are made of cartilage. That thing I, I don't have in my knee. I think I don't have in my knee. I've watched shark I'm having a terrible so many time. times. I d I'm not a huge fan of sharks. I just know this info. 
I've had to watch so many nature documentaries with my children. So we're in Mexico. The team, the science team has decided to track this thing, and they're going after it. And the one guy on the team tells Nathan, we should get Flynn for the mission. He's the best. And we cut to Flynn in the pool with all these bikini girls drinking tequila, and he's having the time of his life and living it up. I like how when he pops out of the water, the mention before the magically appearing sombrero, in the pool, no sombrero. As soon as he gets up, comes up with a soaking wet sombrero. <laughs> well, isn't he also like, I'm not being military man anymore. I'm retired. I just party. Yeah, yes. leave the guy alone. And yeah. by the way, like, he's the only man for the job. At no point in this movie did he strike me as doing anything else that someone else couldn't have done. He just screamed no. really well with a shirt unbuttoned. Yeah, honestly, Santos, the guy who... I think they were just friends, and Santos wanted his friend along with them on the mission. Because Santos was just as equipped as Flynn was. Yes, but Santos died. Spoilers. Yes. But um, they show up. Santos shows up, and he tells him S-11 escaped. And so now he's in. Oh, okay. The old grizzled vet coming in. But this guy's way too young to look like the grizzled vet coming back for one more job. Yeah. He doesn't look like he's old enough to have been out of basic yet at this point. This isn't Sylvester Stallone walking through a town after Nom. This is like no. college frat boy hanging out by the pool with all the girls that Roger Corman brought along with him. This is the guy that couldn't get cast in Dude Bro Party Massacre 3. It's like, oh man, I was really looking forward to Van Wilder 7. This next scene is actually, I will mention this random scene. We have this girl with a metal detector on a beach, and she comes across a super, like, what's led to believe, rare, valuable gold coin. She's all excited, she picks it up. A couple things I want to mention with this scene. But then you see Sharktopus out in the distance. And it reaches out with his tentacles and grabs her and pulls her in and eats her. She's like, no, no, all this stuff. Okay. So you guys have been to a beach before, correct? Yeah. Yeah. I don't like it. I don't like beaches. So do you know how the sand typically works? It's at a slope. Yeah. Yes. And it goes down. So one of two things has happened here. Because you don't see Sharktopus's body. You just see his tentacles. So theoretically, he is far out enough that his size is completely submerged, but yet his tentacles can reach not even, like, in the water on the shore. Like, straight up onto the sandy shore and pull this woman in. Okay. That's all. I just wanted to throw that out there. He, he and used his octopi size-changing ability. I see a very different... I see a very different version of this movie where she's like, oh no, what's happening with those tentacles? As she's all like writhing around and it's like, I have written the- here, Brett hentai joke count. I had it at 42 minutes. I did not expect it this early. <laughs> I'll give you this gold coin if you make me come. Now, do you know who the old man was? Yes, that was the next point. That is Roger Corman himself. Yeah, there he is. Poor Roger Corman. <laughs> and, and I love the fact that he just stands there and does nothing so he can get the gold doubloon. Yeah, it's... Don't do this, man. At this point, you can stop. You don't have to be in Shark to Puss. He made two shark movies in this year because he also made a movie called Dino Shark. There's only one shark movie I'm looking forward to, and it's Tommy Wiseau's Big Shark. And Black Demon, which spawns for throbbing with horror a few episodes. Can't wait, guys. And Black Demon. We may have already seen it. It was good or other. That 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 ad ran a while ago, right? Oh uh, yeah, that should have been a couple weeks ago. Okay. Okay. Hint, it was other. But they plan they come up with this plan for how to deal with S eleven, and they have to trank it with a regular tranquilizer, and then use this control dart. Nicole, the science girl, is explaining this to Finn that once it's sad with this start, it will make it where she can take the controls back as long as they're close enough with her computer that never needs to charge, apparently. They're just all over the coastline with this thing all day. You know she's not just running like some random program. This thing is not plugged in once, this whole fucking movie. I want her battery. I'm really glad you brought this up, Greg, because I kind of forgot, like, Throughout this movie, it seems like they're just filming people without their permission. Because at one point, they're <laughs> filming the beach. 
and they come across like a hot girl and they and she's like laying down so they like film her ass for a minute then she turns around the camera goes whoop like away real quick (laughs) i think they were just walking around just filming people because a few times you get people kind of looking at them i feel like i feel like they didn't because think of this time it's 2010 like that mtv culture still real big and everything like this you tell a bunch of like college age kids hey we're gonna film a movie like get us a bunch of bikini girls and like six-pack ab guys and everything they'll all come out to the beach for this with no pay but at that point they would be excited to see the camera not what the fuck are you doing kind of look on their face fair but this is also goes to like at one point they're driving i think this was earlier but they're driving around in the car and he's just on the computer just being like doing technical science stuff sharktopus here it's just like they're just driving down the street there's just people on the sidewalk they're just in a car with a camera (laughs) probably but so that's their plan that they have to do um also we now cut to our the reporter crew there's this man pez at a bar and this reporter lady what's her name uh stacy everhart thank you stacy and her camera guy bones am i correct did you recognize him no he's do have you seen nacho libre with jack black right he's the other guy oh okay I recognize him from something. And then I looked at his letterbox and I was like, not your Libre guy. And he was also in like Epic Movie, one of those horrible like parody movies. But he has the fakest tattoos I've ever seen in my life. Oh, it's Sharpie. It has to be just Sharpie. Roger Corbin just drawing on him, being like, I can do it. It it fade that his tattoos fade throughout the course of the movie. They could only afford so many Sharpies to keep reapplying them. I was thinking since this was a beach movie, they literally went to one of those boardwalk henna shops and they threw $100 out of here. <laughs> get them all linked up. up. Like, we have to get all of his shots done within, like, two or three days. I'm 90% sure I saw the Slipknot S on his arm. <laughs> oh, they, you absolutely did see the Slipknot S, and I'm wondering how they got away with that, considering Corey Taylor loves to sue people. Pushing those fingers into my eyes, guys. But this guy Pez is at a bar. Stacy and Bone shows up and they ask about this picture he took, and he's gonna help them find the Sharktopus. We get the bungee jumping scene, and of course she's down on the bungee jump. Sharktopus jumps up and gets her. I don't need to spend a lot of time on these parts if you guys are okay with that. (laughs) Oh my god, it's a Sharktopus. I'm not afraid of jumping from heights anymore. Oh my god, I got eaten! Shark pussy. Then we cut to Ralph Garman doing some pirate radio, and hey. his hot news assistant passes him like this note that says about a half shark, half octopus. Like, oh, we got some jokesters out there or something. Ooh ah! Come on now, more margaritas. <laughs> and he goes, maybe it's a movie, and he describes the plot of Sharktopus. Yeah. Like I said, Ralph Gorman is the only good part of this entire movie. And most of that is just me. I'm glad he got a paycheck. He got to hang out with a bikini girl for a day. He's probably also drinking on the side. You know, Ralph Gorman. Like, this is Ralph Gorman's first appearance on Throbbing with Horror since Tusk. Yeah. Yeah, it is. I like, I, I guess at some point we'll do yoga hosers. Yeah, I like yoga. I like well, yoga hosers. If we did Sharktopus, we're doing yoga hosers at some point. <laughs> if I had to set through this shit, I'm doing Wonderbar! But Pez and Stacy are at the speech, and they do an interview, and he's very bad at being interviewed. And, but as this is going on, they see him in the background in the water going towards the beach, and he gets these guys playing football. My most excited part of this movie is I heard the Wilhelm scream for a second and he's just eating through everybody. Yeah, they do yeah, he that. He starts racking up. He definitely starts racking up his body count here. There's another sound effect later where a woman's getting torn apart where it's like a lady scream version of Wilhelm where like you hear it all the time. And the boat crew finds a body floating in the ocean and they realize it's killing for no reason. And this is set up as like this crazy plot point and like Nathan has been 
what do they say, like, artificially engineering the shark to be more aggressive. The whole thing is artificially made. It's a shark puss, and we're mad at him for making it more aggressive. Also, this whole time, Eric Roberts as Dr. Nathan Sands is just sipping on bourbon, talking to the CIA on his yacht, which I have to think it was a major reason this movie got made is that Roger Corman and company were like, well, we want to go to the beach. And, like, we'd like to go out on a yacht, but we don't want to have to pay the yacht prices. We'll make a movie, and then we can write the yacht off on the movie, and we don't actually have to pay for it. Perfect. Because every once in a while, it's just like, okay, fu- it almost seems like, fuck, we got to do a goddamn scene. All right. Hey, what's that shit? I, <laughs> I do what I want. Because Flynn's telling Nicole he thinks her dad changed it to make it more aggressive. Stacy, reporter, learns the network is giving her story to someone else. This makes no sense. You have one, like, reporter in the area on the scene. Why would they give the story to somebody else? Because they're firing Stacy. For... Why? Reasons, Greg. Reasons. They want Stacy's mom because she's got it. Oh, well done. (laughs) Brett, Brett, high five. High five. But you know what? She's kind of like, all these like main characters, aside from Flynn, I guess, are kind of questionable. Like, we're supposed to root for them? Because she's just getting giddy every time she sees a shark attack because they're getting the scoop on everybody. They could be helping people. Like, because the shark's going through so many people, they could be down there helping people. And, of course, the evil scientists are already evil. And, like I said, our good scientist, Nicole, isn't good either. You still made a shark to puss. All these characters suck, and I would have been fine with anybody dying. I could see, like, our, like, news lady just being like, I love Gail Weathers, but she doesn't have, like, access to, like, an actual station, but she's on TikTok, so she's doing it like herself. (laughs) Exactly. And this is 2010, and Bones, her cameraman, is definitely still carrying around a VHS camera. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) They didn't use those much anymore in, in 2010. But... Flynn's crew is in the water trying to, sh- oh. to trank Sharktopus, and the Sharktopus gets two of them that are in the water and eats them up. I want to mention something. So we're in the What's boat that? now with our main crew, right? Yeah. So we got Flynn, we got Lady, and then we have Bald Man who drives the boat. Did anyone else get Time and Wiseau vibes from Bald Man and Boat just by his voice, where he's like, oh no, there's Sharktopus! And like, you oh. be careful! Like, he has an accent, and it sounds exactly like Tommy Wiseau. I definitely get a little bit of Wiseau vibes off him. Was this just me trying to grasp at straws of a movie that I hate, of like, I could do Tommy voice? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) He had a Hispanic accent. It was not the Tommy accent. I heard Tommy! And then, so the whole movie, I'm just picturing Tommy Wiseau out there as the boat captain. Like, oh, hi, Octopussy. But Flynn CGI trank darts it. And then, dude, they couldn't even fire a real dart. It's a CGI dart that doesn't look like it pierces the skin. And he pulls the dart out. Also, one of the biggest problems with this movie... Look, we've said a thousand times, the CGI shark looks bad. But one of the hardest things to CGI is water. Like, liquid is one of the hardest things, like, even in major studio movies, like, that's usually where you'll still see the seams in it and everything. So every shot of the fin coming up and everything, the water just casually moving next to it looks bad. And I'm like, that prop you used at the beginning for the real shark, you could have just used that more. That was better. That's why even today, today's movies, the Flash movie just came out. One of the fr- I have not seen it. Don't give a fuck about comic book movies anymore. One of the first things I saw was, oh my god, the CGI is so fucking bad. And I saw, like, the few little video clips. It's like, oh yeah, this is a fucking, like, major motion picture. Do not use CGI! Nathan's on the phone with Nicole, and they say they made adjustments to S11. You know, the big smoking gun. Um, Flynn's ship comes across Pez and Stacy's ship. They're trying to get them to leave, but S11 gets on the boat, gets Pez. It's about to get Stacy, but Flynn shoots at a bunch and it retreats and they chase it. This is just a lot of that. 
at what point at what point do they point to like the location of the island that they're near and they're like it must be under there and they're going to go like scuba diving like oh we passed it it, okay well at that point i was like they're talking about this is like the government this is like the united states government this is the cia and stuff they're on like a dinghy with three people in scuba gear this is not the government. These are private contractors who created Sharktopus who the government is paying. The CIA is involved. The private contractors would make more than if it was a government agency. <laughs> Eric Roberts <laughs> fucked up and drank all the money away with bourbon. Stupid Eric Roberts and his jealousy of Julia Roberts. S11 gets some jet skiers, and then we get this random character development and growth out of nowhere, where all of a sudden Nicole was apologetic because she's been real mean to Flynn the whole time. We learn his name is Andy. I thought Flynn was a first name the whole time. I didn't know, like, he wasn't revealing his name. No, they said Andy Flynn, like, right from the beginning. You were No, because just... they make this, like, a big deal. No. No, when oh, Santos no. says to uh, Nathan, he says, we need Andy Flynn. But that's the only other time it's mentioned. It's like mentioned very briefly. Like they're saying it the whole time, making me feel bad. Hey, hey, hey. Got to pick on you okay. whippersnappers somehow. Stacy and fake tattoo guy. Bones are at a bar still trying to find it. Ralph Garman's bikini assistant tells him about some more sightings. He doesn't take it seriously. He walks out. As soon as I see him walking out onto the deck, yeah. I'm like, okay, here's where Ralph Garman dies. Because there's no such thing as a sharktopus. And his dying is so horrible of like Ralph Garman. He's like, ah, ah, with his like arms up in the air. And then he gets taken away. I'm not going to lie, Brett. I heard laughter and saw a smile right there. I because did. it was Ralph Garman. Now that disappears. I've seen a couple leading up to this. I feel like you might have liked this more than you're letting on. Ralph Garman and Tommy Wiseau that I made up in my head are the two parts that I like in this movie. What I'm thinking is, you know, he, like I said, he went into this movie saying he was going to hate it. I think he liked it a little better, but, you know, now he's got to be big, tough, fran- fancy boy Brett and, and and pretend like he doesn't like it. These bikini girls have so little layers on. Why are there not 50 layers on top of them and ruffles? <laughs> oh, so what we want to be... Um... Hammer again. We want yes. some of that. Of We're going talking back to about, Hammer. We may make a monster at some point for an hour. Let's they... talk about... Gregory, let's talk about that time we made a monster for an hour and a half. <laughs> I'm back on Corey's side now. I just remembered that. Only, only <laughs> the greatest, one of the greatest actors of all time just chewing the scenery for an entire movie. Yeah, that's all it is. Yeah, I don't need it. He destroys this jerk on a fishing boat boat, and kills him, and he's about to get the girl, Sharktopus, he, I'm saying, is about to get the girl who's on the boat, but he's distracted by Chum, and he comes over to our main crew's boat, he gets Santos and kills him, and takes off, and they're chasing him with a grenade launcher, just firing into the ocean and everything. <laughs> you get this random flag dance scene, and dude... Like, so there's multiple layers to this performance that's going on right off the beach. There's the flag dance. And then there's this weird, like, steppy dance that almost, like, looks like an Irish, like, clogging thing or something. Like a German, like, clogging dance. And I'm like, they look like the most unhappy people I have ever seen in my life. The actors who are doing this dance. They are not thrilled with it to have to be doing this. Well, because they hear, they're like, a production company's coming into town to do a movie? Like, who? It's like, the sci-fi channel. It's like, oh. That's where our town is? We're one of those towns? All right. God damn it. But, and then there's fire dancers, and of course, Sharktopus attacks. And Flynn shows up, eat this bastard! And starts shooting at him and everything, and Sharktopus retreats again. But Nathan and his henchmen show up to stop Flynn and Nicole because we can't kill Sharktopus. We've invested too much money. Does S11 mean this is the 11th attempt? I'm going to assume, but let's not gloss over that super brave fire dancer lady that when everybody else ran away, she stayed and tried to fight Sharktopus with her fire baton. It didn't go well, but she tried. I love Greg, where you said, like, oh, this is S11. What happened to the other 10 plants? It reminds me of, like, Plan 9 
when the Martian <laughs> is just like, Plan 9. Oh, yes, that is the ninth plan in our scheme. Exactly. It's something like that. See, I like to think one of the previous S's was the aforementioned octopus head shark body. Oh, I hope so. One ended up that way. Octopus head, shark head, stuck together. But they forgot to put fins on it, so it just immediately sank to the bottom of the ocean. Like, well, S3 was a bust. Yeah, take the octopus head, shark tail, put that on, S4. Okay. Both asses. Both- <laughs> back end shark, back end octopus. Oh, it does the shit. Um, but yeah, so the henchmen show up, and it's about to go down with the humans fighting each other, but S11 pops back out, and it kills the henchmen, and then kills Nathan as he's dying. He starts saying something like, Make sure to drink my bourbon! Don't let it get defeated to me right now! Save Martha! What'd you say that name? But he starts say, telling them something useful, but then like just switches to I love you and dies. But apparently, Nicole got enough out of that because she has an idea. And they meet up with Stacy and Bones because they have a car and they're all riding together. We come to this river resort, which Sharktopus has made it up this river, which is so shallow. It's just kind of amusing to see him like, walk too much. Because we've seen him do it a couple times where he walks. But this part is just like... He's out for a stroll up the river. It's kind of amusing. I hate when they bring it out of water. No. Octopi are water-based, so are sharks. Why is it walking uh, around? My turn. Octopi can leave the water. Yeah, like but they do it all short, the time. Short periods of time, real quick, but they're trying to get back to the water because the tide threw them on land or something. Nature but, documentary, bitch. But of course, Sharktopus attacks at the resort but he has a kill switch in him they need to hit him with their special dart and get close with the never dying computer flynn rescues this useless fucking kid sharktopus has like a destruction lever like bride of frankenstein yes, exactly like flynn wanders too close to a sharktopus is like no not that you reduce us to atoms but you know what ellie's i'll give this sharktopus makes more sense to have a kill switch i won't lie if i created this thing i wouldn't wait to turn it off too yeah. So, do you ever think Sarktopus thinks about his kill switch, and when they engage it, he's like, this is my curse? I was going to make a kill switch engage joke, too. Well done. But we are introduced to the most useless kid. The kid's in the water as Sharktopus is coming for it, and this lady's swimming, my son, my son! And this kid has the chance to stand up, turn to the side, and calmly walk away. And by the way, when the people start rushing out, like, everyone's running and the lady's trying to get back to her kid, this dude just grabs the lady. It's not like the crowd's pushing her back. One dude just grabs her and starts running with her and then let's go. Real quick, did you notice the kid puts a paper boat into the water? It's yes. the Titanic. And his Titanic! You son of a fucking bitch. You couldn't have me. You got a fucking Sharktopus episode. And you couldn't let me do my fucking Titanic fan 97 thing? No, it's, it's Jack fine. Dawson! No, it's not. Don't care. Whatever. Yeah, but then Sharktopus died. They killed Sharktopus. Suck it, Brett. I was already mad about this episode. And I was like, well, I get to do my Titanic fan 97 thing where I do the, it's Titanic. Thing. I'm not even going to do it. But... He took that from me. <laughs> hey, Titanic fan ninety seven, you should come on the show. No, we don't care anymore. But he rescues the useless kid who couldn't turn and walk, and but then Sharktopus is after him, and he's fight. Dude, this thing has taken down ships with a single bite. It's ripped people out of like. And this thing cannot be stopped. He's fighting with a sick. Oh, I missed where it kill. He kills reporter Stacy. Because you see the camera drop, he already got bones, and he tentacles into her, and basically Jesus wept Hellraiser kills her with his tentacles. This is the practical effect tentacles. That actually looks pretty yes. cool. Yeah, they look they good. Look better than CGI. They, they absolutely do. But yeah, Flynn's beating it with a stick after he hits it with the dart, as Nicole's trying to find the key code for the kill switch. She's like, Sharktopus, Octoshark, and dude... Please tell me you guys knew what it was going to be already, too. Well, I, th- I thought it was going to be her name or, like, her nickname that her dad... It was. Probably... It was Pumpkin. Yeah. I was like, 
I was like, he probably called her pumpkin a couple times throughout the movie. I just don't remember because I didn't pay that much oh, attention. He called her pumpkin so many times throughout the movie, and every time he did, she goes, I told you not to tell me that. After the fourth time, I'm like, well, that's going to come back later. Oh, that's how much. It's like, that's, that's a plot point. That's how much attention I paid to this. I was like, oh, pumpkin. That must have been something. Then it's not your fault you didn't like. Then it's your fault you didn't like this movie, Brett. You didn't pay attention. I you saw didn't pay attention. Was. You didn't pay attention to the minute details that make Shark to Puss what it is. It's it, all in the details. I'm interested to see what your ratings from Dimension Z is going to be, Greg. That you just love this movie. <laughs> I don't love. This he movie. never said he loved this movie. <laughs> but she gets the access code. Shark to Puss explodes. They're walking away, and she goes. It better not jump out at us again. And he says, no, that only happens in the movies. <laughs> some weird, weird meta-type joke that doesn't even land. And then credits. And that, my friends, is Sharktopus. There's two more of these, Brett. We're not doing them. I'm going to say no more sci-fi original movies. We can't do more of the these. Animator is a sci-fi original, so and there's a few okay. like that. But that's different. That isn't Sharktopus made for TV CGI shark movie. I'm putting my foot down. I'm like, no more of these. Like, but in the second one, there's a terracuda. I know we're called throbbing with horror. We're better than this. <laughs> in the second one, there's a terracuda, Brett. This was tell him Steve Dave having someone on, from Little House on the Prairie on. Like uh, this wasn't that bad. That this was is terrible. Bad. This is the a third bad one idea. has Whale Wolf in it. Whale Wolf, Brett. We've done Veronica. That's actually We've funny. Slumber <laughs> Party Massacre too. Whale Wolf. This is the bottom of the barrel. This is so bad. Question, Brett. Sat in a room with three movies. You have to watch one to leave the room. Yeah. You have Predator, Deathgasm, and Sharktopus. I watch what Predator. Are you I watch Predator twenty four hours and are straight, like over and over again. Easily. Oh, I'll take that. That's still you win for me. Gave, you versus, gave Predator a point one and you gave Deathgasm a three. Versus like if I had to watch like this movie and Deathgasm as like a double feature, or just watch Predator on a twenty four hour loop, Predator. <laughs> Wow. Uh, oh, by the way, if you are a new listener, I'm not saying Predator's Brett. I love Predator's a 10 for me. Brett hates it. That's the whole yes. joke if you're new. One, thank Predator, you for joining. Predator is not a horror movie. All right. You guys ready for some Count of the Dead? Uh, Count of the Dead, uh-uh-uh. All right. The throbbing horror Count of the Dead where we tally up all the deaths in the movie. Where do you two think we got with Sharktopus? 30. 69. Nice. Right on the money, Corey. That's Greg's count of the dead. Woohoo, yeah. Now we're getting my ratings from the Mitchie Z. Woo! So basically, I take something from the movie and rate the movie 1 through 10. Here we go. We're going to th do things that you eat because the shark eats in this movie. So number one is shit. <laughs> like, there's a pile of shit laying on the ground and you eat it. That's not going to be very good. Number 10 is a sandwich. Everyone loves a sandwich. This is worse than Predator. This is a point zero 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 five. Wait wait, 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 wait. If I can cut you off. So far, the record for your worst isn't even Predator. It is the Nightmare on Elm Street 2010 remake, which you gave a point, I believe it was a zero zero one percent Am I correct? Something like that. Uh, okay. Would, just... would, I ra would I rather watch... Now, is this... Is this movie better or worse than Nightmare on Elm Street 2010, Brett? Mm. Or on par? On par. Wow. Uh, if, any, if anything, the Nightmare on Elm Street remake's a little bit more entertaining. Wow. <laughs> so it's a point zero zero one. Yeah, it's horrible. This is like bottom now. Gory. Four and a half. You fucking picked this movie and you gave it a fucking four and a half? It's not a great... I've said at the top, this is not a great movie. This I, is... This is a have some drinks with some friends. And... Because the first time I saw this movie, I was drunk. I was I, so drunk. Titanic! I have picked some movies I know are horrible, but I enjoy them so much. I'm like, I'm going to give them an 8. I'm going to give them a 7. 
You have the audacity to bring this to the show. Force me and Greg of the Dead to do this. And it'd be like, mm, eight under a five. No, the, on- the only reason I'm giving it a four and a half is I was watching it yesterday with son of intern Corey, and this movie made him cry. Because he loved the Sharktopus so much, and then it blew up, he actually started to cry. I'm gonna go... I'm gonna give it... What is it? Things he eat? Yeah. I'm gonna give it two and a half things he eat. So it's like you throw up in your mouth and you swallow it again. Ooh, I hate that. And can I be honest about something? I wanted to rate it lower than two and a half. But I rated Curse of Frankenstein two and a half. And when we were done recording, I told Brett, I'm like, man, I wish I rated that lower. And I enjoyed this slightly more. So I'm forced to rate this as a two and a half because I know that would click in Brett's head somewhere down the line. And he would message me about it. So I was forced to rate this as a two and a half. You had to have a better time with this. With yeah. Curse of Frankenstein than this. This is no. horrible. This is like no. anti-movie. It's like there's anti-matter. This is anti-movie of just like, this reminds me of like an Adam Sandler production of like over the last 20 years of him and his friends want to go on vacation. They're going to set the movie around the Caribbean and his wife is Sofia Vergara. Like, well, I had such a good time watching and talking about this movie. I'm going to watch it again and 45 years when I'm looking back on our memories of the show and no sooner than that. So I believe we all have had such a great time today. In 45 years, I will probably be dead. So I don't worry. This is going to be like, I go to intern Corey's grave and shit on it. Just be like, this is for <laughs> shark the puss. Ha! Well, I'm going to be a tree when I die. So you've just fertilized me and made me stronger. Suck it. Well, I'm going to piss on you, because that seems to kill plants. Unless you guys have anything else on this thing. Oh, I can go for another hour. Yes, uh, you know, let's really break down the minute minutia of details in Sharktopus. <laughs> People, if you can see Brad's face right now, it is the greatest expression I've ever seen in my life. This is this was Sharktopus. I'm agreeing with him on most of the movie. It's just funny watching him get this mad. This was- I stole his Titanic joke. I rated it a four and a half. This was maybe the worst episode ever, and we've had episodes that didn't record. Let's shark pussy throbbing with horror. <laughs> ah, it seems you've survived another fright. Be sure to look for the Throbbing with Horror Pumpkin on all of your favorite social medias and local newspaper headlines. Rate us five stars on your favorite podcast platform, or else. Subscribe for more tantalizing terror, and be ready for the new fear next week, if you dare.